Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some tequila, talk about life, and of course have some laughs. So take this as your 24th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We'll do a deep dive on all things tequila, discuss some of Cohiba's interesting history, and we'll chat about the increase in counterfeit Cubans, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair the Cohiba Siglo 2 with Don Julio Tequila in both Reposado and Anejo. Our first Cohiba tonight, boys. The Siglo 2. A wonderful little stick. Petite Corona on the uh, Habanos calls it a Moravas. It's 42 ring gauge by 5 and an eighth. And I, uh, I've been pleasantly surprised by these cigars. I've not been a big Cohiba smoker. I don't think 
any of us really Cohiba smokers, but uh, I, I've had a couple of these since I got them, and they are delightful. So I'm curious what you guys think of it tonight. I'll tell you. If you keep it to your nose for a while, the aroma is delicious. It smells great. A ton of cedar. And a, a little, actually, bit of, I mean, you're going to laugh. I get a little citrus from it, but I always do. I think you're going to get that in the flavor, it's too. really nice. So, uh, and, and Pooba and I were talking about the construction, and, and you can see at the foot how uh, it's not so densely packed. Like mm. You can tell already that you're going to have a decent draw from yeah. it, just from how the foot looks, you know? Now, you've had this a few times. I have, yeah. None, of us, none of us in the you room You guys have, haven't had right? it. I think maybe uh, uh, Rooster has. I'm not sure, but. What hasn't he had? That's true. Uh, no, not this size. Cool. I don't think so. Maybe a while back. But. All right, well, let's cut this thing and see what uh, we're getting on the cold draw here. Again, it's the Sigla 2, 42 ring gauge by 5 and an eighth. And these cigars are from the Elegido factory. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But they are from exactly uh, three years ago. So UAO 19, early 19. Well, if there's one thing I've never criticized Cohiba for, it's their construction. And yeah, the construction exactly. on this is flawless. The draw is excellent. It is. And the funny thing, that what you get on the nose of the wrapper, it's identical to the draw, but you've got to draw for a little while to get that. Cedar and a little fruity note there. Yeah, it's sweet. There's some sweetness. Yeah. yeah, there is. All right, let's light this thing, boys. Our first Cohiba on the pod. A lot of folks have been asking us why we haven't done Cohiba. And uh, here we are with the... Sigla 2 tonight. Nice little smoke. This, the shape feels great in your hand. I love this ring gauge, too. We could talk about that. This better be good, otherwise Gizmo's going to walk out. Yeah, they're not cheap. That's the, you know, the one thing about this premium Habanos brand in Cohiba is what these are, are these? not cheap. 24 For bucks a stick. Oof. Yeah. Gizmo may walk out anyway, like he does in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, the, for the record. Gizmo walked out of the new Batman movie. Oh, yeah, it, it was not for me. I was not loving it. You were there as an adult with no children? <sighs> yeah, Mrs. Gizmo <laughs> and I were there. and Pooba's uh, looking down on you. I know. It was really violent. Rightfully so, actually. It was a, listen, it was a good excuse for a date night. Why not? This is right off the draw, right off the bat, fantastic. Wow. earthy citrusy it's complex a lot i get dry fruit dried fruit i think whenever you have a cigar that can give you the that complexity of dry fruit earthiness and and the and the cedar that's a complex cigar i get some floral notes too. yeah abs yep. absolutely yeah fantastic so the uh the sigla two uh was released alongside the other siglas one through five in 1994 uh, the Sigla 6, which is a pretty uh, revered cigar, uh, was released eight years later in 2002. Uh, so again, these, this, this line of cigars from Cohiba um, is about, what, 30 years old. They've been around for quite some time. What year is this cigar? It's three years old. Early 19, UAO from El Leguido. So they come in uh, varnish slide lid boxes, which this came out of, of 25. They also come in uh, aluminum tubos. Uh, you can get, it's five packs of three, and then they also have cardboard, five packs of five. So obviously my choice would either be the tubos or the, uh, the slide lid box, which these came out of. So. so what do you guys think so far? Well, my hand is shaking for a reason. I like it. 
Yeah. Puba? Yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. far, pretty good. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not blown away yet. Mm. I, I'm just, I'm liking what I'm smoking, but I'm, yeah. I'm yet to be. Oh, my goodness. This Agreed. is incredible. Agreed. Not there yet. You got some hay, cedar, you know. Yeah. Those notes. Grass. Grass. So what's Petro cool? Core. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Grinder. So the uh, the Segal range, these cigars originally were uh, developed in 1992, and uh, they became available, like I said, in 94. This is celebrating the 500th anniversary of Columbus landing in Cuba. So that's what this this uh, this uh, this line of cigars is. And when you purchase them, it comes with a yellow classic yellow Habanos band, and it says uh, Linea 1492 on it, celebrating that that Columbus date. So this is not a petite Corona. It is a petite Corona. It is. Yeah. It's it the is. same size as like a. Feels like a punch punch to as me. As a part of its capital. Yeah. Yeah. I really love the uh, the different flavor I'm getting out of this. I've had other Cohibas, certainly similar age, but I think they needed more time. Cohiba robustos. You know, other things, other cigars that I've had. Uh, I had a Lancero that was old that was pretty good, but. I feel like these at three years are pretty good. I'm, I can, I think even more time they'd be even better. But um, I guess we'll see how it gets in as are we get into the. Are you guys getting any pepper like through the retrohale? A little bit. The yeah. Nose, like yeah. you feel that? Oh. Yeah, through not, the nose, it's nose. not. It's not like a. Um, mm. A white pepper. White pepper white is pepper. exactly what I right? was going to say. Bingo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't blow through the nose. Like. Um, I'm just gonna throw something out there that goes through the nose. That's maybe this is obscure, but like the aged up and anahados, those robustos that we have. Like when you blow it out the nose, it's like it's enjoyable. It's like a cigarette. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like it, it just. It's like there's no. It's just so smooth. I don't get that, but I don't think that's a a um, a bad thing. It has a little bit of bite. I, I get um, the pepper on the finish. A little yeah. peppery through the nose, but yeah. good. I mean, really good. Yeah, good flavor. Strength is, I think, I would say like mild to medium. I would agree. Mild, medium. Right? Yeah. So Cohiba, as we know, is the flagship Habanos marca from Cuba and is certainly their most expensive product. I guess when you say leaf for leaf or versus other cigars of the same size, this small cigar being 24 bucks is definitely a premium versus other Habanos. Um, Cohiba's got some, some cool history. I'm, sh I'm sure you guys know uh, quite a bit of this, but uh, I found some cool notes that I, I thought were really interesting. So in 1963, Eduardo Rivera, he was a torcedor or a cigar roller at a Cuban cigar factory, gave an unbanded cigar that he had rolled to one of uh, Fidel Castro's bodyguards. And Fidel noticed the aroma coming off the cigar and said, you know, what is this? Where'd you get it? tracked the, uh, the, the roller down, asked him to roll more, and then this was Fidel's private uh, cigar from 1963 to 1966. And then they formally uh, created the brand Cohiba in 1966. Uh, and then those cigars were a private label to Fidel, government officials, friends and family and whatnot. And Cohiba was actually not commercially available until 1984. So they had a 18 to 20 year run of just existing as a private label cigar for Fidel, his friends and for the dictator. And exactly. 
And so. now we're rescuing this cigar from communism. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Paying a premium to do it. And the perfect group to do so. Wasn't Trinidad also one of his... Uh, oh, yeah. Exclusively it was. made for him in oh. the beginning? Yeah, I mean, the Fundy, I, I think that's the case, right? And that would, the, the Fundadoras was a, a diplomatic gift that Castro would give diplomats who came in. It's traditionally a box of Fundies. Right. Did not know that. He had, the man had good taste in cigars. I'll yes. give him that. Yeah, yeah, that was the what he's one of. The, yeah, that was one of the ones he would give away to to diplomats. Can you imagine being in Cuba in like 1960s and smoking like? Yeah, these I guess still the same. I was just gonna say, yeah, we, <laughs> it's not. I can't different. imagine it. Let's go right now. <laughs> well, I want to know. I haven't been there yet, and I'm, we're hoping for a trip soon. Oh yeah, we're going. Keep you posted. Yep. For the Partagas Festival, maybe? That's right. Yeah. Lizard trip on the horizon. Oh, yeah. So there are four uh, lines uh, of Cohiba. The Classica Linea. Uh, so that's the, the original three cigars, including the Lancero. There's this uh, line, uh, the Linea 1492, also known as the Siglos. Uh, then there's the Maduro 5, which are the Maduro cigars that they released. And then there's the Bihikes, which are... Obviously, the most premium product that Habanos. That's the budget line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That line is a myth. So they have a Maduro line as well? They do. Yeah. One of the few Cuban Maduros. Maduros, yeah. Yeah, I guess they started with that, and then uh, Partagas obviously has the... Secretos, I think they call them. Yeah. And there's Magicos as well, I believe. Magicos, too. yeah. Yeah. So the uh, tobacco from this comes from the famed Vuelta Abajo region. And what's cool about Cohiba cigars that's exclusive to them is the Seco and Ligero filler leaf is given uh, a third fermentation. All the others are only given two. This is given a, a third round of fermentation in the, uh, in the Seco and uh, Ligero filler leaf. So, What's interesting is that the pepper is ramping up for me. And I'm still getting the floral and some of the dried fruit early on. It's a very pleasurable cigar. There's no doubt about it. This cigar, I think, it has a lot of potential. I'm sorry, potential to age as well. Yeah, this would. Yeah, I have to say, smooth out the notes. If I'm being honest, through just I don't know, maybe a quarter of this, or even a little bit less than that, uh, this is a very smooth, very easy smoking cigar. and as I'm thinking of where this would slot in, maybe this will pick up in flavor. So I'm curious where this goes. But just early on, for me, this is like a morning smoke. Like I would have this with a cup of coffee and that would be enjoyable. But I can't imagine having this like most evenings so far. I agree with you. I agree with you. The, you know, this line is, is supposed to be medium or medium full, according to Habanos. And I certainly think it falls in that zone where, it, to me, this is a morning or afternoon smoke. Like where, I, where I'm very excited that I have a bunch of these is, when mm-hmm. summer comes, sitting out on the deck. It's a great morning, summer cigar. You know, doing a yeah. little work. This is going to be a, you know, it's going to slot in there. But at 24 bucks, you know, some of the other cigars that, you know, the, the El Rey Del Mundo Schwa Supreme, which is coming, you know, with, which we did. Um, uh, and then the Coronas Claros from uh, Kai Dorsey. Oh, yeah. Which we haven't done yet, which we have to do. Um, this kind of falls in that zone for me of where I would slot it, you know. It's a good point. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, I think if you like those cigars, you'll like the cigar um, in terms of flavor profile. There's, it's, it's, it's got those, it's got floral notes and a little bit of like honey and sweetness and 
a little nuttiness. It's, 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 it's certainly, there's a level of complexity in the body of, uh, of the smoke so far, and it's enjoyable. And I'll say what I like about this more than the, the few other limited Cohibas I've had, um, there are some Cohibas, and I've gotten this out of the Cohiba Robusto, that have a really dominant, grassy flavor, like an, an earthiness that I don't like. Not an earthiness that you would get in a Padron or some others, but like on the complete other side of that, like freshly cut grass almost. <laughs> and hay. And hay. Barnyard. And I, I yeah. don't love those flavors to be so mm. dominant. So I like in this that it, it's playing in the background, not the foreground. And so uh, this is more my speed than some of the other Cohibas I've had. I agree. When you've got a lot of filler involved and the cigar is probably the, the larger ring gauge Siglo, uh, the larger ring gauge Talisman that I've had have had, and they haven't had a ton and ton of age on them, have been, I've, I kind of agree with you, Senator. For me, some of those notes, you know, you're not, when you put that bigger ring gauge cigar in your mouth and you go, that's like a six, or the talisman, or and you smoke it, and you go. You you have these expectations. You have an expectation of something that's going to really give you, like like, blow your hair back. Like, I'll be honest. Like an E two would blow my hair back. Like remember when we smoked the we smoked the 2015 E 2s on 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 my deck last summer, yep. and we were oh, like, yeah. wow, yeah, like yeah. off the light, you were like, wow, off the charts. Off the charts, you're kind of just like this is incredible. So I, you know, now I ha again, I I haven't had a lot of aged cohibas. Maybe they change. I I can't really speak to that. I think they do, and the reason I say that. So I was saying that you know a lot of the younger cohiba robustos don't really fit my my flavor profile, what I normally like. But I was lucky enough to get gifted a 2005 cohiba robusto, and it was like a completely different cigar. It was creamy. And just delicious. So I think, you know, I this is one of my frustrations with Cohiba. It's also a blessing, you know, for the brand. They age really well, but it does frustrate me sometimes as a consumer that you've got to wait so long to, for that Cohiba to develop the kind of flavor profile you want where I can have some younger Partagas or even Upman that sooner will deliver a lot more of what I'm looking for. So it, it's, a, you know, give and take. And there is a narrative out there um, within... Agreed, and it, I feel the same way. Um, and there's a narrative out there about these the smaller ring gauge Cohibas. There's a following of the of, of people who really, really adore the two, who adore some of these smaller ring gauge Cohibas because the wrapper's involved, and you get more of the wrapper, and you're getting just a different experience. And my hypothesis is that you can smoke these younger than some of those bigger ring gauge cigars that have a lot of the heroin in them and they just need, they need a, they just need more time, like many larger ring gauge cigars do, to just kind of marry up and 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 settle in. It, it, it's almost like, you know, it's like smoking a young P2. Like a young P2, no. An Upman young Upman 2, not the greatest for me. Uh, they seem to really get better with about five years on them four years on them, um, you know, they really do get better, uh, a lot better. Uh, and maybe that's the case. I think maybe Cohibas just need to sit the larger ring gauges and these are really approachable, maybe younger. Yeah, and I think that's a great point because 
you know, with a lot of cigars, you're, you're making an investment and, and you can get some stuff with a little bit of age on it. And it's still a reasonable price. I mean, with Cohiba, you're not only investing the money in the cigar, you're investing a significant amount of time in aging them. If that's what you choose to do, it's, it's a, it's, it's a lot of patience and it's not a, not a little bit of money. It's a process. Yeah. 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 It's a process. This is real good. People love these. People really do adore um, these smaller ring gauges, it's these little hidden hidden gems. But yeah. then, uh, well, it, del- it delivers flavor quicker, right, than a larger ring gauge cigar. Yeah, and the thing I like about these too, to Puba's point about people enjoying them, is that what I think about doing this as our first Cohiba on the pod is I've I feel like these are some of the most uh, easy easy to actually find and and purchase. Uh, versus, you know, even the Cohiba Robusto is, people chase that cigar and they're they're fairly scarce right now. And for a Robusto, it's thirty five bucks, with no age on it. Wow, right? That's you're talking absurd. you're talking hundred and ten bucks for a three pack. That's too and, much. And the reality is, I'd be willing to pay thirty five bucks for a young Cohiba Robusto if they were good young. Mm-hmm. But they're not. That's right. not been my experience with a young Cohiba Robusto. They're not great. They need age. Yeah. Where so, like a D four or an Epi two. That's on the younger side. You're not going to have a bad one that's young. It's only going to get better with time. There's no question. But I have actively not enjoyed a young Cohiba Robusto. Right. And, and for one third of the price. Yeah, right. It's true. Exactly. Right. It's true. Yeah. Giz, how did these come? What kind of a? How were they packaged? These are in the uh, varnished uh, sliding. Oh, box. you said that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, it's a wonderful presentation. Nice. I mean, you know, Cohiba being their flagship, they certainly package and present them well. Um, so I can't, you know, knock them for that, but, you know, it's still pricey at 24 bucks a stick for this. I will say it's pairing well with our drink tonight. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, that. let's get into this. Let's I get into so. our Don Julio tequilas, plural. So uh, Senator was so kind to bring us not only Don Julio Res- uh, Reposado, but also Don Julio Anejo which I have recently. So. <laughs> I, I, I have to give a quick. That's your, that's your morning blues. Have you been under a rock? <laughs> I, I have to give a quick tequila update for the listener, but also for, for some lizards that have, uh, have been traveling recently and haven't been, uh, have been around for a bit. Um, Puba and I were really the only lizards for a very long time that enjoyed tequila with cigars. I mean, I was happy when I met you because none of the other guys really ever drank tequila with a stick. Mm-hmm. And uh, while you were away, I was doing the Lord's work <laughs> and really uh, evangelizing. The, li- <laughs> the lizard Lord. <laughs> really preaching about the virtue of tequila with cigars. And so Bam one night had had some with me when we were at Gizmo's place, and he really liked it. That was the Anejo I brought a bottle of. And more recently, when we were at our clubhouse, I gave some forcibly. If you recall, those that were there, Gizmo actively said he did not want me to pour it, did not want to try it. That's right. Forced him to try it. Yep. And Pagoda. Yeah. And ever since that day, Pagoda said he really liked it. And Gizmo, I think the next day, bought a handle of it. Two. Two handles of it. <laughs> two 1.75 or 1.5 liters. Crazy. So now I think he's a convert. Yeah. You, you know why he didn't want to try it? Because it's not Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> no, the real reason why I didn't want to try it was I had a very bad experience 
in 2016 at a David Gilmore concert at Madison Square Garden. I, oh, we all uh, had those I, days. I, <laughs> I, I overdid it, man. It and, was not and good. You were, and you were probably drinking shitty tequila. I was drinking really shitty tequila. It wasn't tequila. tequila. It was the shrooms. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. It but was a really I, bad day. I say that because tequila, I feel like, really gets a bad rap. And I, I'm guilty of this as someone who there were two spirits that I categorically had no interest in drinking basically after college. And that was gin and tequila. Right. I had horrible experiences with both of those. Now, granted, when you're young, you're having shitty tequila. It's not until you get older and you start spending some money on tequila and you realize, wow, there's actually great tequila that tastes smooth. There's no bite like that, you know, Jose Cuervo crap. I mean, it's just a totally different experience. So um, it took a, a trip to Mexico with some friends for me to, uh, I was running out of steam at the end of that trip and uh, my buddy was drinking tequila the whole time and he said, Senator, just just try a glass. And it was Don Julio Nejo. And uh, boy, I have never looked back since. Oh, yeah. Um, I love you guys know when, when I first <laughs> met you guys at the lounge. I was drinking <laughs> Don Julio Nejo. Um, I've been drinking it for since time immemorial. Um, and I love it. It's I always have it around. And I think they I think. Um, Either either the 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 reposado or the añejo pair they both pair great with cigars because there's a level of um, particularly in the reposado it kind of there's a little salt forward um, and that that marries up well with the with kind of the minerally um, salty and sweet taste of a Cuban cigar and um, they just they pair wonderfully there's just it's well it's not even an argument it by any aficionado will tell you that a tequila and a cigar is not a divergent thing. It's very convergent in terms of them marrying up. Why? It's kind of sweet and salty. And um, and Don Julio specifically makes a very, very, it's a real spirit. They don't add sugar um, like a lot of these other uh, uh, tequila hip new release. There's a, There's been a, a boom happening for 15, 10, 15 A lot years. of celebrities are into tequila now. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got... Oh, they're George, 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 George Clooney's Clooney. a billionaire because of, uh, because of, yeah, of tequila. Name you, a celebrity. You they, even have, have one, of the, one of the Kardashian girls uh, has her own tequila line now. Yes, I've had oh, that. It's Ken, called Kendall, Three... I think. Yes, it's called 300 something. Three, yeah. whatever it is. And I've had that. And you know what that is? It's, a, it's that tequila. You'd have to look it up. Okay. Uh, I will. That particular tequila is almost like a clone flavor profile-wise of Classa, the Reposado. So it's super sweet. It's super sweet, and it's got that kind of vanilla. But what I'm noticing is is that... Um, it's called 818. 818. Yeah, I knew there was a number involved, the 818. And um, I've had a lot of that. Um, I have a friend of mine who has more tequila in his house than you could imagine. I mean, like hundreds of bottles. I actually had some ultra, Class Azul Ultra the other night. I sent you guys a picture. It's like 1,800 bucks a bottle, which is a crazy bottle of tequila. Um, tastes more like whiskey. And that's that stuff was great. I But I digress. The what My point is though, it's even Classa, and I may get beat up for this in comments or whatever, but the, I, I'm not a huge fan of Classa Azul. Reposado, I think it's too sweet. Um, there was a time where I was maybe like mystified by the hype of it and everything. It's a, like it's and almost the bottle. A, and the bottle was beautiful. It's almost like an after dinner drink. Like if you were to have one, just and you don't even really need ice in it, and you just had one. It's got that vanilla forward flavor. But these 
Don Julio, either Reposado or the Añejo, I mean, they both work great in a in a in a margarita. If you were to make a traditional margarita with with just if you you know, I make a margarita where it's one part tequila, and then a little bit of simple syrup, and then and fresh lime juice, and that's it. Basically, it's on the rocks. You just squeeze a bunch of I just squeeze a bunch of limes in, a little shot of simple syrup, tequila, and then just shake it up and pour it over ice. And that to me, that's a margarita. I don't. I don't need anything else. Oh, or in a little coin trowel, maybe. Um, uh, you know, just a little touch of coin trowel, a little orange liqueur. But um, I, really, to be honest, I don't. I don't drink tequila. I don't feel like this needs anything. Yeah, that's I the agree. point. I totally agree. You know, and when Senator handed me that glass at Gizmo's place, that was the first time I've ever had a cigar and tequila together in my life. And you know, I've been smoking cigars for 16 years, and I've been to very, you know, many cigar gatherings, both, both you know, very high-level cigar guys and low-level, you know, guys that are just starting out, right? I've never, ever seen anyone have a tequila with a cigar. Yeah, it's and usually think, bourbon or scotch, right? Yeah, well, exactly. And it's, that's a very traditional combination, right? But I have to say, it's a revelation for me. Me too. Well, Total I wanna, revelation. I want to pick up, so, you know, Giz said it's usually bourbon or scotch. And this is what fascinated me about tequila because I was very confused as to why I suddenly liked aged tequila so much. And the reason is, if you just, and understanding the differences between a Blanco, a Reposado, and an Anejo tequila, a Blanco tequila, which is just clear, right? That is bottled immediately after it's distilled. It's not aged. And if it is aged at all, it's just aged in the bottle. Reposado, what we're drinking, and Anejo is aged a lot of times in ex-bourbon barrels. Ah. So the flavor that it imparts has some of those like whiskey-like notes that we all really like and appreciated. And that's when I was piecing together. That's why I like this stuff so much. <laughs> and so a Reposado. And in sherry casks. They yes. also age in sherry. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And so a Reposado is aged up to 12 months and uh, an anejo is usually one to three years, and an extra anejo can be even beyond that, um, which is fascinating to me because I think anyone drinking this would say it's extraordinarily smooth. And it just amazes me. You think of in scotch, you know, it really takes about 10, 12 years for a lot of single malts to really mellow out and get nice and smooth, and the flavors develop. But in tequilas, that maturation process is a lot faster, I guess, with agave. So. Just something that's always fascinating. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's amazing. I so I I've only tried the uh, reposado here tonight with the cohiba, and it is it's a perfect, it's a perfect match. It really is. Well, it's a little more salt forward than than the. Uh, you can taste there's like a little bit of that saltiness. Um, an old tequila I used to drink, um, which was more inexpensive, uh, Hornitos. Um, which is a good mixing tequila. Like if you're gonna mix, you recommended who, that to me over the summer. Who makes that? Um, oh, I'm forgetting who makes it. Adagio oh, or no, 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 no. Anyway, you'd have to Google it. I will. Uh, the Hornitos, but like if you're blending up margaritas, like um, you can. Uh, there's plenty of serviceable tequilas that can go in. You don't need to use uh, a forty or fifty dollar bottle. Uh, th there's so many good ones out there now. That are that, and by the way, and like by the pool, um, and like it's hot, and like the ice melts into it. Even something like Hornitos, like you can, it's very drinkable. There's so many drinkable tequilas out there that are, aren't gonna break the bank um, now. 
that have come out over the past 20 years or so where it was really Cuervo and then there's tequila boom to happen over the past 20 years. And there's like a lot of good ones like Riazul. I have a lot of people who love Riazul. Um, Sousa? Sousa, yeah. Sousa. So oh, Sousa, so Sousa Hornitos. So that's like, like you could buy a big bottle of that and when chicks are like, I want a margarita. And you know, and, the, and you just blend it up and you put it in a blender. Like, dude. By the way, this summer, my wife and her sister wanted margaritas. I called Puba. I said, what do I get? He said, get Hornitos. <laughs> Don't go <laughs> crazy. Get, yeah. get, right. get Hornitos. Now, is it a great, would I drink it like on the rocks in a glass in a bar? No, but like in a, in like a Dixie cup, in a pool, like, you know, and the ice is melting away. Like, yeah, I, I like pound on that a little. It's not going to like in not like a for, not a formal situation but it would it's not something you know the ice melts in it and it's been you put a line a couple limes in it and it's like perfectly good squeeze up like two lime wedges pour it in a dixie cup hang out in the pool and talk to people the ice melts in it and you're like you're good to go like perfect. <laughs> you know it's drinkable i'm glad you brought up the the sort of hot weather and pool analogy because the reason i intentionally and this is probably the only episode we've done this, wanted to have us try both the Reposado and the Anejo together is because for me, and I'm curious what everyone's reaction to it is, there's a time and place for each. And I say that because Puba's example of by the pool when it's hot, that's when I reach for a Reposado that is, it's lighter. It's lighter in body and flavor. It's so easy drinking. And an Anejo has more flavor in it. I reach for that in the evening, when I'm having a more robust cigar, um, it can hold up in a way that a Reposado would not with a really full-flavored cigar. But with this Cohiba, that's very mild medium. It's perfect. I think the Reposado... The Reposado's working you know, way better. Fantastic. Well, it is. Fantastic. I'll tell you, because it's salty. Do you notice the salt? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a little bit of this salty thing that's happening, which is why when you put salt on the rim of a, you know. I so, also I also get a little sweetness in the Reposado yeah, that I yeah. don't get in the Anejo as much. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. correct. And that works well with this particular So cigar. I just did both. Yeah. I, I I tried the Reposado, cleared my palate with my seltzer, and then I did the Anejo. I'll, the Reposado matches with the cigar way better for me, for me. Now, I've been drinking a ton of Anejo, as, as, as Senator just said. A lot of the times I'm picking that up later toward the end of my cigar smoking with either a heavy, uh, a bellicose Fosfinos or a, a P2 or, or uh, moving into Padrones or something like that. And it's perfect there. But for this, I think the Reposado is a much better fit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, with for me, it's like either one's like mother's milk. It's, sure. I can drink them anytime, <laughs> I'll be honest. The, but, but a couple other brands notable <laughs> just to reach for. One is Haradura. Uh, you should, if you're into tequila, I think Haradura is very good. It's got the horseshoe on it. Haradura, Añejo, Haradura, uh, even the Reposado is good. And also Trace, Trace Generaciones. Um, they changed the bottle. It used to have like that copper kind of top to it, and they've changed the design. So, um, but look for that Trace Generaciones in, in, in either Reposado or Añejo. Also very, very good. Um, I generally drink Trace. Um, I drink Trace, Haradura, Don Julio, um, as you know, and they're they're priced about in the same range. Trace a little bit lower, Haradura a little bit lower, but Haradura is good. 
it was funny that you mentioned Ria Zul before because I actually wasn't familiar with that. But a buddy of mine who's big into tequila, he had just brought, he said it's a very accessible bottle. He brought it to our clubhouse the other day and we tried it. It was a Reposado, so it's on the, sleet, uh, the sweeter side. But it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it. Um, and, and funny enough, I hope listeners will share with us what tequila yes. they're drinking yes. when I say that Absolutely. because uh, we had one listener reach out who um, uh, runs a, a tequila bar uh, in Manhattan and where they have over 200 distinct types of tequila. And uh, I think the uh, the lizards have been invited for a tequila tasting there. Excellent. Uh, so we're going to have a lot more to report back on, on tequila and what makes this spirit so special. But I would love to hear what other people are out there drinking. Giddy up. Yeah. And th- there's a lot. I mean, there's a, I've had a lot of different tequilas. Um, there's a lot out there. So it really just comes down to what you like. I mean, like the Rio Azul Añejo, it's, I know a lot of people who like it, but it's like a little bit medicine-y for me, a little bit heavier. And they, uh, there's so many brands out there. There's so many, like, like as exemplified by what you just said, you know, if you go down to, um, I was in Florida recently, Rocco's Tacos. Rocco's Tacos is, is a small franchise. They have one location in Brooklyn, if it's still there, and then they have others in, mostly in Florida. And if you, you know, they, their food's very good there, and they have uh, hundreds of tequilas in there. And I believe, you know, so you can do a lot. You can explore. There's a lot to explore. There's so It's not like scotch. Like scotch is kind of, you know, you talk about single malt scotch, like it's a very kind of narrow window of stuff that's been, that's kind of like established. In the past 20 years, there's hundreds of tequila so let brands. Me, let me ask a question about there. that. Is it, uh, maybe it, it's a matter of the processor that scotch has to come from certain regions, but why is tequila so attractive to these to marketing folks to celebrity why is that because it's easy to drink now got it and and like vodka think if you think back to the 90s like vodka great goose and belvedere and came onto the scene and everybody was drinking martinis and like ultra premium liquor like about 20 years ago kind of um, Pagoda, you remember this in the city. Like everybody was drinking, what was it, Belvedere and Grey Goose and uh, Kettle. And even Kettle, Kettle was not like an established brand 30 years ago, it hit 25 big. years it hit, ago. It hit big about 10 years ago. Kettle well, won. Long, long time, well before that. Oh, is that right? Long before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And people was like, well, Kettle won and Belvedere. And people were drinking these like ultra premium spirits. And uh, where before it was like Absolute and Stoli. And, like, people drank Absolute in the 80s. People drank Stoli. You'd go, by the way, Stoli's pretty good. <laughs> the, the Russian Stoli is pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's two, there's a troll trademark thing going on there. Oh, is that right? Anyway, mm-hmm. that's why there's two different prices. There's two different things. But, but I'll still drink a Stoli. But anyway, that notwithstanding. But that, then there was this, like, ultra premium spirit where you transitioned out of, like, Absolute and Stoli and these ultra premium vodkas started to hit the market, and then these tequila followed. And there were these old, these these premium tequilas that kind of just started happening. I mean, t- there was no in the mid '90s. There wasn't a ton of ultra premium. Ultra premium tequila was like Cuervo eighteen hundred or Cuervo. What was it called? Cuervo eighteen hundred. You know, that was all you really had, and that sucked. You know, that wasn't a very good tequila. So everyone. Most people were kind of like, 
think associating tequila with Cuervo and bad stuff, and 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 now all, now there's hundreds of brands. Well, this it's, this is making me this is making me really want to dive into understanding more about tequila. You know, I think that's a that's a good opportunity. You know, um, to so, try so one, a bunch one of brand you haven't mentioned is a Patron. Isn't that pretty? Uh, pretty yeah, not bullish. Not bullish. No, really. <laughs> no. So I, I, I don't mind Padron. I'm not going to see uh, a Patron. I'm not going to sit here and say like I hate their tequila or anything like that because I don't think it's bad. Um, but I don't. What I don't like, and this is probably what I suspect Puba probably feels the same way. I don't love at all their Reposado or Anejo in the way that I do Don Julio and other for brands. The silver. Yeah, they're they're just silver blanco. Like it's incredibly easy drinking. It's great mixed. It, it, it's even fine, you know, on ice. Um, so like for their blanco, I don't have any complaints. But for their other more aged tequilas, it just doesn't impart the flavor that some of these other brands do that I'm I'm looking for. So and that so Padron was like an earlier entrant into the U.S. market that penetrated and. And I drank a lot of Patron, Patron early on, but then once like, once Don Julio started to gain more popularity, it was just there was no, for me, there was no comparison. And then all this, then the then the category just got so crowded. Yeah, it's well, to me it's overwhelming. I mean, had I not had you guys, anytime I walk by Tequila in a liquor store, it's like it, it's it's a massive, massive shelf of stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. It's it's overwhelming. It is. It's like buying. Try. It's like buying red wine. Yeah. Other than one tried the chocolate tequila XOXO. <laughs> no, and that's exactly the kind of stuff. Exactly the kind of stuff that I I don't appreciate about Patron. I, I mean, that's just like a shit ton of sugar it's, mixed with some honestly, coffee of some sort yeah. and and a some a little tequila and you know it's it's sure it goes down fine. But mm -hmm. you drink that stuff, a few of those, and you're gonna have the worst hangover of your life. Yeah. The amount of sugar that's yeah. in that bottle. Yeah. But, and the sugar, that, the added sugar is a problem. I agree. But it might be, you know, it's probably being catered to a lot more women. The yeah, chocolate. and I'm sure just well, young people grass, that yeah. can't appreciate, you yeah. know, drinking alcohol the way we do, neat or on the rocks. Right, right. Including me, because I remember my experiences with tequila was just shots. I'd go to right. a bar, hey, let's do a tequila shot. And a couple of shots later, it was so bad. It was like, <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I stopped drinking tequila for years. And, uh, a senator was offering uh, Don Julio the other day, and I was like, oh, should I even bother to try it? Um, but I'm glad I did. It yeah, was uh, yeah. very, very flavorful and very light. To, me, really the, nice. to me, the Don Julio is a, it's like a refined spirit. It, it's, it's elegant compared to a lot of these other gimmicky type of tequilas. Well, Gizmo, you got to yeah. tell us how you feel in the morning after tequila. <laughs> it's yeah. a very clean spirit. Yeah. There is something about, you know, I don't, I'm lucky, even in my worst nights, some have been with you guys. We can we don't we can gloss right over that. But uh, I, I'm very I, I've never been hungover in my life, even on my worst nights. I wake up in the morning and I'm fine. But when it's crazy, I don't know why. Yeah, you know but I want your jeans. <laughs> he's, he's a robot. Of course he doesn't he's get a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but when I drink Don Julio Anejo, uh, well, even I, in quantity. When I wake up in the morning, I feel like the Kool-Aid man. I can run through a wall. Like I, I have energy. I'm. I, I don't know what it is about it that, that just clicks for me. But I'm on it because I feel great. I think Every it's time. laced. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it might be. It might be laced. Do you but, feel like uh, dipping uh, your cigar in tequila? No, I'm not. I'm not that far yet. But no. I guess we'll see. Please how don't it goes. do that. So uh, we're about halfway through the Siglo Two here, boys. Yeah. 
great cigar. I, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I am too. I'm enjoying it with the Reposado. What is, uh, what is everybody feeling about it? Right so there far? with you. It's picked up in flavor. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm happy about. Yeah. This is like the sweet spot of the cigar right now. You know, right in the middle. Yeah. I agree. I'm getting a little bit of su- sweetness and. Uh, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think of a Puba? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know whether it's a cigar or the tequila. <laughs> I'm enjoying the both. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> profound words. Go ahead, go ahead Puba. <laughs> this is, a, in my opinion, uh, this is very nice. Yeah. Somebody get Puba a spitting bucket, please. <laughs> what? What do you, why do my wife? Why do I need to spit? <clears throat> this is very nice. I mean, the this this cigar uh, with the tequila, it's very it pairs up really really well. It's very relaxing. It's very nice. It's a good pairing, and uh, yeah, it's just very enjoyable. I mean, I'm not gonna dissect the flavors of this thing. It's picked up in strength. Like Senator said, and 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 and, and everybody's agreed, it was, it's really it's hitting its stride right now, halfway through, and a little bit of a two-act play I think happening here that's quite quite enjoyable. Yeah, and there's something quite velvety enjoyable. about the smoke coming off. It's fantastic. The building construction and combustion yeah. are just are just wonderful. It's fantastic. It does feel like a a very high quality premium cigar. Oh, it is. I can't, you know, in in my in my, again my time with Cohiba on young stuff, I've had a. Uh, and probably a very unfair negative opinion of the, of the Marca, but uh, having had these, I had a good Lancero a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm starting to want to dig into Cohiba a little bit more, um, probably not in quantity because I can't afford, you know, a 25-count box of five- to seven-year-age Sigla 6s. I mean, it's crazy, but um, I, I'd like to get a couple singles of and, and see what, See what else is in the uh, in the marker. That's right. Just let Rooster buy them. Yeah, Rooster can grab them for us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's like so. It doesn't have the it. They're different. It, it's not a Partagas. It's not an Upman. It's like something all on its own, of its own, and you just have to decide if you really like how much you want to chase that. I guess. And maybe for this is the cigar, the profile was like more f- kind of floral, and it's a little bit more um, like a, there's dried fruit and pepper and floral. Where like if you if you if you go in the other direction, maybe towards like an Upman or something like that. If that's your if that's your bag, um, and I love Upman. Um, Where you get more baking spice, yeah, like nuttiness and dessert dessert flavors. flavors. Yeah, so it's different, right? So, so it just depends on really what you like. Forget about the band, sure. Forget about the price and all that stuff. Do you really like this? And and I I do, and I think it's a really great change of pace. And would I like these in my humidor? For sure. Yeah, but if you take price out of the equation. Yeah, uh, you read my mind the way you put that because you do have to make that decision. And and for me, even as much as I'm enjoying this stick, I know my palate, and and this still isn't my sweet spot of something that I would pick up every day, right? That would crack the daily rotation the way that Partagas certainly does, Upman does. That's just what my palate craves. It's not a knock on this cigar. That's just what I prefer flavor wise. 
Now, as I liked how you put it when you said for a change of pace, would I smoke another one of these? Absolutely. But you have to decide. And there are some people who love Cohiba so much, this is exactly the flavor profile that their palate craves that they want on a daily basis. For me, even going through this, as much as I'm enjoying this cigar, it still doesn't crack my daily rotation because this is still not the sweet spot of what I look for flavor-wise. So what is I want I want to hear what your kinda, flavor profile I'm kinda, is. I'm kind of with you, but because but is, we we have the same kind of thing. We do that so, we like. So the two of you don't pursue the floral dried fruit, a little bit of pepper. You don't look for that. For a change of pace, yes. And I'll give you an example of some cigars like that. And Gizmo mentioned them earlier. I think the cigars that fall into that category that are cigars that I would want to smoke every now and then, but I'm not going to have every day. Uh, those are the Schwa Supreme yep. that, that we smoked. That has floral, dried fruit, all of those notes. It's a great cigar on a summer day. Is it something that I'm going to smoke year-round, 365 days? No. But is it a cigar that I'm going to pick up every now and then and I'm going to enjoy? No question. I have the complete opposite take because those three notes for a particular cigar are that's what, what you chase. That's what I pursue, yeah. especially the dry fruit. In a Cuban, for me, that's the ultimate Cuban profile for me. Yeah. And if not only what would preclude me from putting this in my weekly, daily rotation is the price. Sure. That's the only barrier for me. Otherwise, I would have this two to three times a week easy. Which, can I just quickly say on, on price? I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, one thing I will always fault Cohiba for, and it does piss me off, is the price. Yeah. And I say that, and I have no apologies for it, because if every other brand out of Cuba can make cigars at a, you know, $12, $13 to $20 price point that are fantastic, whether we're talking about D4s or Upman 2s or, you know, Bellicosos Finos, or we can go on and on. If they can do that, there's no reason that Cohiba can't do the same. Totally agree. And so, you know, I, I can only imagine their margins and credit to them as a business. Mm -hmm. But as a consumer, it's frustrating. Very. They're the only brand. They're, they're a big outlier among the Cuban I brands. I agree. Yeah. Sure. I mean, talking about floral notes and dried fruit and all of that, I think the LGC MDO4 oh, yes. fits that bill. This yeah. is within that profile. And it does, but there's something about it that's closer oh, to complex. the profile that I yeah, like. Yeah, it's really a complex steak. It's a great it's steak. Very. So to me, like Cohiba is kind of like the Davidoff of Cuban cigars. Yes. Because they're very consistent. They you, you rarely, I think, get a bad Cohiba. I've never really heard of, you know, like Cohiba getting uh, plugged or the construction is great. The factories that it's made at, I mean, they're some of the top-notch factories that, you know, and the top rollers roll them. So, yeah, you read my mind, uh, Rooster. I, I was about to say, this is like the Davidoff of, it's a, it's the Davidoff of Cuba. Yeah. It, it, it kind of, when you, a, as you smoke through this, um, I've only had to touch mine up because I've been letting it sit and not smoking fast enough, but. It's exactly right. You're exactly right. It's it, it, the construction, the build, the com the combustion of the of the smoke. It's a premium cigar. There's just no doubt about it. You just have to smoke it and and ask yourself, Am I going to chase this, or you know, and is it worth the money for me to chase? Would I like a box of these in my humidor? Hell. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. That's, why I, I, that's why I bought one. Yeah. I had two cigars and I bought another. I have two you know, boxes. It's, a, it's yeah. a nice special occasion cigar. It is. I think you so. You know, in the right spot, it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But is it, but I'm a Bolivar, Partagas, Upman, 
happiest at the Bolivar. Guy. Very yeah, happy. That, that's yeah. my sweet spot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm happiest you know, at the Bolivar. It's, it's kind of that. And yeah. Some punch. Now you go, look, if you go, to, hold on, hold on. Let's not go crazy. I'm, I'm, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore poop. Turn his mic off. <laughs> the punch punch has a ton of that dry fruit floral. The note short that, punch the punch? No. no the, the one we did the, on the pod, the, the punch, punch. punch punch. Oh, the punch punch. punch. Does, That's a good but, cigar. But think about but, where yeah. do you slot that punch punch in? And I, I like that cigar. I rated that highly. We all but love it. I'll say this. Every single time I have a punch punch, there is one place and one place only it fits in my rotation. From the point of view of the time of day? In the rotation. In the rotation. Uh, it's always the first cigar. So because you, it's yeah. it's a relatively mild yes, smoke. Yes. So you know it's a for great me, afternoon smoke. Yeah. Yes. I mean there's so much cedar in that cigar. Now you know what's does, funny hold on what you know what's funny about you saying that though, quick? Is that tonight I packed the punch punch? I was thinking of bringing that one. We were, knowing that we were having this, that's going to be would, my next cigar. Tonight. I was thinking of bringing one. This has a higher, for me, a more flavor than that that cigar. Interesting. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like I like the little bit of a slap across the face that like a partigas will give you. That's sometimes. true. Yep. Yeah, we all you love know, that. Yeah, I love that. Like I love a boulevard fucking when it when it when it hits you. Yeah, and you're like, dude, this thing's just a full flavor yeah. beast. Like that BBF. Maybe? I had a Bellicosos oh. Finos yesterday that I swear, guys, kicked my ass. Yeah. It kicked my <laughs> ass, and I loved every second of it. But Whoa. it's a, it's a, it, it was, it was full. It was I'm full. surprised you said I've never had. Yeah, it was really the first time I ever had it. It got me. Yeah, yeah it got me going. Well, I've had a petite. I've had the Boulevard Petit Corona knock me around. It That's a stronger around. cigar than 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 you'd ever. <laughs> Here's an ever interesting think. thing about our tequila pairing. So as the cigar started, right, the reposado worked beautifully with it. Now that I'm past the halfway point on this, the Anahada, the Anejo, yeah, it's working better. It really works well, very well, laid into the cigar. Very I, nice. I so, agree. The, so yeah. these floral notes that you're either into that. Oh. And that's your thing. You like, know, I've said this like, before, like but my pants like, are coming down on that floral note. Right. You'd like, <laughs> like, <you> All right. <laughs> Keep it I'm together, man. Pooba just booked yeah. another flight to Florida. I like stumping. I like stumping <laughs> him. Here. I like stumping him by, with that. <laughs> are you trying to turn me off? <laughs> <laughs> Senator, for the, the listener, he's, he, yeah, he's pointing the remote I'm at hitting me. the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's it for me. Thank you very much. So are you guys ready to do That's the? That's for uh, today. And, uh, <laughs> are you guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on the, uh, on the Don Julio? I think so. And we've got to rate each one: the Reposado and the Anejo separately. Separately. Ooh, that's, that's tough. This is going to be oh, easy. Oh come on! I mean, that's well, it's that's, easy, that's, but it's to me they're the same. I mean, I'm, I love them both. So we should start with the Reposado, and then we'll do the Anejo. <laughs> okay. So I'll give the the Reposado a nine. And I'm giving the idea. Hang on, hang on. Let, let, let's go Reposado first. Oh, good. Go. Nine for me. I'll give it an eight. This is tough. Dun, 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 <laughs> this is tough. Dun, 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 dun. I'll give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine because I love it. Uh, I'll give it an eight. It did pair really well with that with the cigar. It did, sure. absolutely. The first half. That puts the Reposado at an 8.6. Fantastic. Yeah, very good. Fantastic. I think it's very fair. Yeah. All right. Let's now, do Anejo. Anejo. Bam, bam. I'm giving it a 10. Okay. I'll give it an 8. 10. I'm all day on a 9. Uh, it's a 
Pooba, this is easy for you. How could you dare? It's, it's a 10. Okay, right. I was going to say, there I mean, come go. on. We, there we, we, go. we both have consumed well, enough of that. Add a boy, add a boy. It's a 10. It's a 10. It's a 10 for me because Desert Island, any tequila, it's anywhere I'm at in the world, I'm ordering that. And uh, for me, the, the 1942, which is the cousin, uh, uh, would be. I'd give it that. I'd give that a ten point nine. Uh, that's that's the more premium one, correct? Yeah. Okay. It's the cousin, but uh, the big brother. But that's a ten. It's a ten for me. To me, it's it's my favorite tequila. So our composite score on the Don Julio Anejo nine point four. Fantastic! Wow. Nice. So an eight point wow. six for the Reposado and Amazing. a nine point four for the Anejo. Wow. Very, I gotta very say, cool. if I could give decimals on these, yeah. that's right around where I probably would have landed. I'm yeah. very pleased with the agreed yeah, score. Totally that's agreed. Great. So we're coming into the uh, the last third here, boys, of the Cohiba Sigla two. And uh, how's everybody feeling about the? Is it a two act play, three act play? How's everybody feeling about it? Yeah, two. I'd say two. I, I think two right in the middle. It, I think right in the middle. It kind of changed yeah, for me. I'm very surprised because I wasn't expecting much from this cigar from any Cohiba. I'm not a Cohiba fan. Yeah, admittedly, I don't know enough about Cohiba. So I'm getting like coffee notes down towards the end here. I'm not as far along. I'm getting yeah. There's a little bit along. of espresso. A little bit of like yeah, yeah. It's complex now cigar. That's more my speed. It's, yeah. It's just getting there now. Though. Honestly, it's wonderful. Um, Gizmo, well done. It heats up. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. You know, the, the one thing the I band. will say. Who, you got to love the band. Yeah. The band is great. Give the band the, some The one thing I will say about when I picked these out uh, tonight to bring, unlike other cigars that, that we've smoked from Habanos, I, I, I had no concern that anyone in this room was going to have a draw, construction, or burn issue. I have to say that. Like, it, it just is, even when you look at the 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 feet, I guess you call it, in the, the 25 uh, cabinet, they just all look just so well made and consistent. Everything, you know, they're not dense. You can see the... They better be. Sure, for 24 bucks a piece. But, you know, there's a lot of other high-end Habanos that I can't say that about. And I'll, I'll go out on a limb. This combination of the two tequilas and this cigar, for me, is a very high-quality experience. I agree. Really, everything from the flavor profiles I'm getting with, this, oh. with the liquor and the cigar itself. You're right. It's ridiculous. It's, it's very nice. It's ridiculous. It's very nice. Yeah. It's a very nice cigar. Impressed. So the one thing I thought uh, was interesting, and we, we were talking about reservas and grand reservas uh, in the past few weeks because we, uh, we, we had some fakes put in front of us that were comical of... Uh, you would have loved this. Oh, you Puma. would have died. Oh, Puma. gosh. Oh. Tell them, Senator. Okay, so we're, we're, we're at our clubhouse. I, I have to say, I'm glad you brought this up because I, I said this I at wanted our to clubhouse. talk about Canada. Oh, this is going to be. For whatever hilarious. reason, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> Within the last two weeks, I've, got, I've encountered more fake Cubans than I've ever encountered in my life. At our new clubhouse. Yeah. No, no, not just there. So I, I had a listener and friend reach out to me who was gifted a Bolivar, and he sent me a photo of it, and he said, does it is this real because this something looks funny about this the construction was not very impressive and i'm looking at the the bolivar band on it and i just happened by chance to be smoking a bbf as he sent it in i sent him a photo of the what the band should look like and oh my god it was the worst fake i've ever seen in my life so that was like a moment saved of god knows what he would have been smoking if he lit that up but we're at our clubhouse then fast forward a few days later and some clown walks in there and claims that he bought a box of Bolivar 
reservas. Reserva uh, Bellicoso reservas. So you the, said they were grand reserves. No, they were. I think. Well, it. it who knows? Who cares? Who cares? Regardless. Regardless. They were reservas, I believe, they, not grand. They were reservas. Either way. And the best part is, this guy claims that he paid four hundred dollars for the box. <laughs> I mean, amazing. amazing. That, was, that was just for the box, though. Right? <laughs> you mean compared to the four ninety I just paid for twenty eighteen? Dead box? giveaway. Normal, normal <laughs> BBFs. Regular, Re- regular BBFs. Yeah. With I mean, that box. No- that box normally is what two grand, twenty five hundred bucks. Two to three grand. Oh, it's crazy. At least it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two to three grand for a box. Minimum. So, and the best part is, once again, you look at the band, and I happen to have in my uh, in my cigar case a BBF, and I pull up the band side by side. They're supposed to. This band was so bad. It's supposed to say obviously Habana and Cuba is underneath. They completely omitted the Cuba. That was like the first tell. As we're looking at the two bands side by side. And the rest of it, like the color of, you know, Simon Bolivar's like jacket or, or shirt, whatever he's wearing, is completely off. It was a fucking joke. And the yeah. shape. But hold on. Don't the forget. shape was way off. <laughs> Don't forget the razor sharp tip. Yeah, right? it was really bad. No. It was really bad. Yeah, they looked like, uh, um, yeah, that's the darts. that's a telltale sign when they, they look like darts, like absolutely. long darts. Yeah. It was you could have stabbed somebody with. with oh that. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know the the and and what's interesting about parlaying that into a Cohiba discussion is obviously Cohiba, being the 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 market that it is the the brand name that it is worldwide, is the most counterfeited cigar in the world by far. So my caution to the listener, is be very very careful that who you're purchasing uh, Cohiba from, all cigars certainly, but especially Cohiba, some of these other high-level uh, uh, Cuban marcas, be, really trust the retailer that you're buying from or the individual because there are so many fakes out there. There are, and, and, and there was a, a <clears throat> kind of a, a PSA that was done within our circle of acquaintance which was very informative, which I think we all watched. It was amazing. Uh, this PSA. Um, and what's happening now is you're getting um, uh, what they call, uh, um, they are, the boxes are legitimate, the serial numbers are legitimate, the bands are legitimate, but the cigars in the box are, 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 are not. And... Um, and that's and that's what's that's some of what's going on. So you really need to be careful about. And then, but within that, the seals and there's certain tells within. You know the 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 factory code, the the factory code and the date need to align with the serial number. And uh, not to dive, I don't want to dive too deep into this vortex, but all, there's a lot of things with Cohiba that have to line up particularly when you're talking about bahikes. If anyone, for the listener out there, if you're pursuing bahikes and somebody says that they have them right now, they're probably fake. Uh, because Especially nobody, a retailer. Nobody has them right now. Retailers don't have them. And then, and you just got to be careful out there because there are things in the factory seal, um, bogus numbers where, the, where the, the, the numbers within the seal under blacklight don't match, but the, the bands are actually checking out so you really got to be careful uh, with Cohiba uh, because it's highly counterfeited and their counterfeiters are getting more sophisticated. Um, and we're seeing it actually trickle down to some other uh, brands and, and lines of cigars that aren't counterfeited in the past as often. So 
There's a lot know, of fake money twos out there. I've seen a, I've oh, seen a lot of. There's always been money. a lot yeah. of fake money twos. Fake money twos. The thing that I would tell the listener, um, if it seems too good to be true, it is. So if if you're seeing something that's somebody has a, a quantity of boxes that's unreasonable of behikes, if if the price is even remotely close to or lower than what a reasonable retailer would be selling it for, and you're getting that second or third hand. 99% of the time you're dealing with if it's too good to be true yeah you really got to trust your gut and don't pull a don't pull a uh, you know a uh, an impulsive trigger on buying cigars that that you got to be very careful yeah and if anyone says uh i have a connection in cuba that's the first my, tell or my that's the first tell <laughs> that's the first i tell. have a connection in cuba or i got these from because from cuba or like it's like that's actually your you know they're they're actually retailers on the island who are actually one you can get ripped off in cuba oh yeah don't kid yourself absolutely and two uh they're peop- that's the biggest bullshit line you'll ever hear in your life is i've got a so-and-so from cuba that's bullshit the old adage applies here more than anywhere if it sounds too good to be true it is absolutely it's not true I, and, it's that simple and what's terrible about it too there's a lot of you know people will stay in high-end resorts in dominican and other areas and they go down to the cigar shop there and they have fake Cohibas. I mean, you really have to know who you're dealing with and you have to trust it. Yeah. Plus, you um, have to understand the price. I yeah. mean, if, if a real be- behike is, you know, when they started out, they were like at least 50 bucks. Now you can't touch them for under $100. A stick. So if somebody's selling them to you for like 40 bucks, you know they're fakes. Yep, that and also the serial numbers, the, 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 particularly the front end, the prefix of the serial numbers, really need to match. It could be a legitimate serial number, but it needs to match the box date. And the box date needs to match the factory code for that date. So unless, you know, if you're going to play in this kind of, in this in this world, you need to familiarize yourself with, with the right serial numbers that are matching the right dates for the right box codes during that time period. Because counterfeiters are generally, you know, it, particularly when you get into like maybe some of the standard line cigars, that's an easy thing to pick up on. If you see 0004, but the box code is like 20, like 19, that's not it doesn't the right. Line up. That doesn't line it up. It doesn't line up. It's 0003. So, you, you know, there are things that you just need to look at and be careful of and, and, and try and do a little bit of homework or at least have, uh, you know, try and cultivate some relationships with people who are who are procuring legitimate cigars. So and just be careful. The final thing I'll say uh, on this topic, uh, as far as purchasing counterfeit, is again to the listener, I would avoid purchasing stuff on Instagram. I think that is a cesspool of counterfeit. They are very good at at putting up really nice images of of really fake cigars, and I've seen a lot of people via Reddit, other forums that I'm on, that have purchased stuff on Instagram. They look amazing. And they show up and they've burned thousands and thousands of dollars on cigars that are just full of rat shit and filler from the floor. And they're horrible. So just be careful out there, folks. So, so um, let's get back to yeah. so <laughs> our cigarettes. I'm noticing Pagoda and I and yeah, Gizmo, I'm, we're burning our fingertips here. Yeah, I'm getting close to the Pagoda, end. how are you feeling about this thing? Much, much better than I thought uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really enjoyed it and smoked right to the tip. Yeah. It was like yeah. 
really, really enjoyed what it. I'm uh, finding, the end, what yeah. I'm finding, you said burning your fingers. I'm down here pretty far, and I'm not feeling a lot of heat. I've been trying to smoke reasonably. I'm good at exaggerating. But it's it, but it isn't. <laughs> really, it isn't. And I mean, no. that's, a, that's a compliment to the construction. Eventually, of the it will. But yeah. it's it's. I'm down pretty far, and it's not heating up too yeah, much, but, which is nice. And it's very, very good. Yeah, it's I mean, very nice. Fantastic flavor all the way down. How you feeling about a puba? I, I, I feel good about it. Um, okay. I, I, it's a really nice cigar. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to have a box of these in my in my humidor. Um, I'm I'm with you on your. I, I know what's holding you back. I mean, I, I already <laughs> know my score, and I'm not I'm not burning my fingers because I've gotten enough out of this cigar. It was a good cigar. Um, there was some stuff I liked, but you know, I'm not gonna lie. It's not my perfect flavor profile that I would be looking for. Uh, me well, neither. Rooster, it, it, has, it has there, some positive things. There's I mean, another saying great, out there, right? It has some yeah. very positive it things. It does. Yeah, great construction. Flavor is good. Burn was good. You know, um, didn't really have to relight it. Um, Not at all. You know, so... I mean, I, I mean, it's a great cigar, but you know, it's probably not in our daily, like yeah. weekly rotation per right. se. But for once in a while, in a, like on an afternoon or a morning stick with coffee or, uh, you know, I think I think it fits right in. Yeah. So you guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing? Yeah. I'm ready. All right, Rooster, you're up. So I'm gonna give it a solid eight. I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Okay. I'm going to give the scar an eight as well. I'm also at an eight. Okay. Pagoda? A, a very, very strong eight, and I'm surprised with that because it's a, a much milder cigar, but I kind of really enjoyed it, and maybe with the pairings, and uh, it's been a very pleasant experience. Strong eight. Awesome. Eight? Huh? Yeah. Hmm. What are you going with? I'll give it an eight. All right. So that's a rookie score from us tonight, gentlemen. 8.0. 8.0 on the Cohiba Yeah, it just too. didn't for, you know, just to give a little color. I don't know if we should do a yeah, little we, color. Yeah, I want to hear what you guys uh, but, think. But, but, but for me, it just, um, like, it, it definitely changed along the, the, the way, um, but just doesn't deliver for me exactly what I like. And, and 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 that's a little bit more dessert flavors, a little bit more like Partagas kind of gives you that cinnamon. It gives you a little bit more of that coffee. It gives you a little bit. This doesn't do that. But on the positive side, if you really like a floral kind of a floral cigar, there's sweetness in there. I, it's I can see how people can chase this. I really legitimately and the construction build and the and the combustion are really exemplary. So. I can see it's a premium cigar. It's just not in my wheelhouse, flavor profile-wise. I'll just quickly build on that by saying I think the positives are very clearly the construction was outstanding, draw was perfect, combustion was great. I have zero complaints there. On the flavor, the reason I can't, I couldn't even entertain the thought of giving this a 9 or a 10, there was never a moment in this cigar that I you know, put my head back and said, wow. There wasn't that like wow moment for me with this cigar, like a simple cigar, like a D4. I mean, even on the light on a D4, I, I just sit back in my chair and say, oh my goodness, this, this is exactly what I need right now. 
um, on a Padron, on a, a Bellicosos Finos, on so many Cubans that I love that fit my flavor profile. And I'm only speaking for yeah. what I like. Even a RAS. Um, a RAS, another Ras. great Ras. example. Yeah, That's where I sit in my chair back. and say, yeah. oh yeah, my goodness, the flavor is incredible. So for me, it just didn't have that wow factor to ever reach a nine or a 10. But to Puba's point, I can see why someone would would pursue these. Um, and I say this as someone who I do like a, a cigar um, even more regularly that has floral notes in that the Punch Punch reviewed, I, I did like, I, I know, I, I think Puba was not a huge fan of that cigar. For me, that that did work well, and it's always a first cigar for me. But with, with Cohiba, it's those grassy notes that and hay that are part of that flavor profile they look to deliver, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want, if that's what you like, by all means. But for my palate, that's what even I would, I would honestly, like a Punch Punch is even more in my wheelhouse than this cigar is. And I give this gave this the same score I did that mm -hmm. because the construction actually is much better on this. Yes, yeah, um, that's definitely. true. Yeah. That's definitely true. You know, honestly, I was on a cusp of giving this a nine, but the only thing that kept me back was the price point. Sure. Otherwise, this is right in my wheelhouse, this yeah. cigar. It's right there. And I would have this, like I said, two or three times a week if it wasn't $25 a stick. I'll that's be, it. I'll be honest. I, I was a little hesitant when... And by the way, sorry. No, go ahead. I didn't... For this cigar, if the Cohiba has that typical hay, I didn't get any of that here on this cigar. I Personally, I didn't get it. The, the, the thing that, about this cigar, when I was picking them and I smoked them and I thought, man, this would be great on the pot. Or first Fuck Cohiba, it, I'm changing my score. You can't. You're stuck. I'm joking. And, no. and eight is an elite score. That's an it's elite a great, score. It's a, it's a great yeah. score. And, and there's two points I have on it. Number one, I, I, was, I wouldn't have been surprised if this scored lower. Having smoked it a few times, I wasn't sure what this group was going to think of it. Uh, it, it certainly scored higher than I expected. And number two, I can't wait to see what this same cigar out of these same boxes is like in two to three years. So I think that's something to look forward to. Yeah. I'm going to keep a bunch of these for us on the pod. We're going to do them again in, in a couple of years, and we'll see how they compare to right now. And and that'll be an interesting... Uh, and Giz, I'll also have to say and give credit here. I mean, I think you know I was very skeptical about this cigar absolutely. because... Before Gizmo, you know, provided these tonight, I was categorical. I was out on Cohiba. Like, I had no interest in smoking Cohiba. Same here. Same not here. that I think they make bad cigars or anything like that. It's just not what I want. Having tried this, and I'm glad I tried this, and giving it an eight, would I smoke another one of these if someone gave me one? Absolutely. Would I even, every now and then, you know, could I see this fitting in somewhere? No doubt about it. So it, it's at least expanded my horizons a bit in that, I'm not all out on Cohiba like I used to be. There's a time and a place for some of the stuff for my palate that they make. It's a great finishing note. Yep, definitely. Like that. All right, boys. What a fantastic evening here. Two great tequilas. Thank you, Senator. And uh, Thank a, you, Gizmo. A, a really good Cohiba. And we'll see where how it fares in a couple of years with a little more age, and we can be even more critical at that time. Um, but, yeah, an 8.0 on the Sigma 2, boys. Very good cigar. Very yeah. enjoyable. Definitely. Definitely. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>